<laughs> I was thinking we'd get more verbally abusive to each other before we start <laughs> talking about coffee, just since we're on the record and all. That's fair. I haven't been verbally abused yet today, so I feel like I could use a little bit of uh, you know, a knockback, if you will. Uh, I'm drinking a cup of coffee out of uh, that I made in that that new automatic brewer that I have. Oh yeah, you know it's my first automatic brewer that I've ever had. Interesting and ever used, and it's been an interest. I've been making coffee in it all week. I definitely don't have it dialed in as quickly as I think I would with a manual. I just oh. can't figure it out. So. One of those reasons is because I can't figure out how to properly grind my coffee beans uh, for that coffee. So that leads us into today's episode. So let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this Coffee Smarter Chat, hosted by me, Ryan Wolt of Roast West Coast. On this podcast, uh, we try to help listeners and readers of our coffee newsletter, uh, which you can find on the website, roastwestcoast.com, make a better cup of coffee at home. I'm joined today by my coffee mentor, the veritable Chris O'Brien. He's the founder and head roaster of Coffee Cycle Roasting in Pacific Beach, California. Hello, everybody. Happy to be here. Chris, I am grateful that you're back, uh, computer difficulties aside. <laughs> thank you for coming back after the first season. I thought you might just say, yeah, I'm kind of over it, uh, but you didn't. You're here, which I appreciate. I appreciate that you're reinforcing all this coffee knowledge you've had to teach me time after time. But keep in mind that someone is out there listening and hearing this information for the very first time. And I want to talk to you today about something that I know you believe to be a core uh, concept, a core uh, topic when it comes to making good coffee, and that is the type of grinder you use and the quality of the grinder. And so specifically today, I want to learn a little bit about two different styles of grinder. I think there's only two. You can tell me if I'm wrong. <laughs> but the blade grinder versus the, the burr grinder, what they are and how they're different. So I would start by saying, Hey, we've got these two grinders. One's a blade. What's a burr? What's what's the difference? What are they? Well, I mean, chances are you've probably seen both types of grinder out and about in your lives around. Um, even if you've never bought a coffee grinder for home, even if you've never owned a coffee grinder or spent much time in a coffee shop, you've probably seen blade grinders and you've probably seen burr grinders. Now, most of the time when people talk about oh, I think I want to grind my coffee at home, start making my coffee at home. I want to grind it fresh, maybe if they've been getting pre-ground coffee. They say, yeah, I think I'm going to buy a coffee grinder. And a lot of the time what they're looking at is they're looking at buying a blade grinder. Blade grinders usually cost anywhere from about $18 to $25, something like that. They're not very expensive. And, of course, they don't do a very good job. But they're very easy to recognize because if you open up the grinder, if you look at it, you'll see what looks sort of like a spinny little propeller blade. Kind of looks like the blade at the bottom of your blender. Um, and I do know some people that have ground coffee in a blender. Um, and it's basically the same thing. And it's not going to do a great job. That's that's one thing we definitely want you to take home from this. I have to admit that when I first started drinking coffee and was buying whole beans from the bulk bin at a grocery store, I won't mention, 
I was grinding them in the Nutribullet that we also use to make smoothies. Basically the same thing. That was how I got started. Same thing. There's really almost no difference between that and a blade coffee grinder. If you buy a coffee grinder, it's under $30. It's almost definitely a blade grinder, and it's no different than your Nutribullet or you know whatever whatever you've got at home uh, that, that can blend things. Basically a food processor. The kind of grinder we want you to have is a burr grinder, B-U-R-R. And a burr grinder sort of works kind of like what you would imagine like mill wheels working like, where instead of having a spinny blade that chops it all, you have sort of two services. One of them is moving, one of them is staying still. And you can take the moving one and you can move it further away from the still one or closer to it. And so if the... If the wheels are closer together, the grinds are going to come out finer and smaller. If the wheels are further apart, the grinds are going to come out bigger and coarser. And so this is the main difference is that a blade grinder spins and kind of grinds it all all at once. And the longer you hold it down, the finer the average grind will be. But a burr grinder, you can set how big or small you want the particles to be. And then the particles that come out are going to be that size. The grounds that come out are going to be that size. So it's essentially chopping versus grinding. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Absolutely. Chopping versus grinding. You're definitely chopping the beans with a blade grinder, and you're actually grinding them to a specific size with a burr grinder. I'm remembering, you know, that blade whipping around and chopping the beans. And I also remember like beans kind of flying up in the air and then coming down and hitting the blade. And so another another thing just based on what you just said is that with the burr grinder, you have a lot more control. Absolutely. Why does it matter? Why is this important? Well, we want all the grounds to be the same size, ideally. You know, whether we're grinding on a French, for a French press or a pour over or an automatic drip machine or espresso, whatever you're, however you're making your coffee, we want all those pieces to be roughly the same size. It's very important. And it's actually pretty easy to understand why it's very important. Because basically what we're doing is we're trying to get stuff out of the coffee and into the water. You know, we've got this dry coffee grounds, these whole coffee beans. We want to get the good stuff from inside them and put it in water so that it becomes delicious, wonderful coffee. And as we're doing that, if all the pieces are different sizes, well, we're not going to get the same stuff out of each piece. So the analogy I like to use is we think about ice cubes. You think about crushed ice and you think about big full ice cubes or or whiskey ice cubes or something like that. And crushed ice, smaller pieces, are going to melt very fast. Big pieces are going to melt a lot slower. And so the same thing kind of happens with coffee grounds where really fine small coffee grounds are going to extract really quickly into your coffee and the big chunky big boys in there are going to extract really slowly. And so what happens when you have a mix of those two is you get some coffee that's extracted well and some coffee that's not extracted well. There's a bunch of different ways to extract coffee poorly. I'm sure you've had a bad cup of coffee in your life. You've probably even made one for yourself. I might have even made you one, Ryan. Sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) But most of the time we get our coffee to come out pretty well because we think about things like this and we think about what makes my coffee better? And what makes coffee always better is if you can have a consistent grind size so that everything extracts all at the same rate. 
I would point people to the episode we did in the first season on extraction and, and some other links that I'll share on Roast West Coast about that. And the idea that when you are, when that, the, the grinds are soaking in that water, you know, a bigger grind size, and we're going to talk about grind size later on in the season versus a smaller one, it's pulling out sweetness and bitters at different rates. And in the end, you're getting kind of this, this inconsistent muddled flavor profile, as opposed to you know, what the best of that coffee could be if it were consistent. Uh, I, I believe you, you can always jump in and tell me when I'm wrong, which happens. Oh, I will. <laughs> Is there any reason for someone to buy a blade grinder? Um, if they want to grind herbs, that's a good, good grinder that can grind some <laughs> herbs. Now it is possible to use a blade grinder to get a decent, reasonable grind size. There's a, a guy online that I, I've referenced a number of times in the shows that we've done, uh, who put up a video about it. It's, it's quite a process. It's not just how long you hold it down or if you pulse it in one or two seconds, there's, there's a whole process behind it that involves a paper towel and a pasta strainer. And I'm not making that up. You don't need the nine iron or the stuffed buffalo, um, though those do help things. Uh, but you, you do need some some time, some insanity probably, uh, to make you go through this process. It is possible to make a good cup of coffee with a blade grinder. If you're maybe visiting like a relative's house or something and you want to make some good coffee uh, and that's what they have, might be worth looking up that that video that that method of how to make a good grind with with a, a blade grinder it is possible uh but generally you just want to buy the burr grinder and the price difference is big it's you know roughly 20 bucks to roughly 100 bucks entry level uh, you can get a burr grinder for around as cheap as 60 to 70 dollars and that's you know going to be the worst burr grinder possible still hugely better than a burr grinder or a blade grinder <laughs> Yeah, but I would also say that some of that price point is going to be dependent on kind of the the luxury additions to the grinder. The basic grinder itself, focusing on the quality of the burrs and kind of the quality of that, that grinding function is important. And you can get a lower level one that does a good job, but may not have a lot of the extras that some of the the fancier ones have. And I only say that because I have a relatively entry-level burr grinder at home. I'm actually looking at upgrading now. It's the, actually the same burr grinding you know, uh, pieces, parts, that the higher-level one has. It just doesn't have a lot of the bells and whistles. And so it works for my needs. Now, do I want a static free cup? Yes, I do, and that's why I'm looking at upgrading. But <laughs> I would say or ask you, if you had to kind of sum up uh, what we should have learned today, uh, in a sentence or two, what would that be? Say, get a burr grinder, not a blade grinder, and you know, enjoy your cup of coffee at home. That's it's really pretty simple, you know. You just want to get that burr grinder. Bells and whistles, you know. Blade grinder is never going to have bells and whistles. Burr grinder might have them, but you probably don't need them. Just get yourself a burr grinder. You know, it'll last for a very long time. It's a worthwhile investment, um, and your coffee is going to be a lot better. That's actually a really great point to finish on is the durability. I mean, it, it will cost more, but it will last you longer than your average cheap, you know, blade grinder. And especially with the cheaper blade grinders, it's not like they give you a lot of options to fix it at home. And I'm someone who is a big believer in 
you know, trying to repair things and, and keep things in use as long as possible. And not every burr grinder has that either, but you're definitely not getting it with a $20 blade grinder. Absolutely. That's coffee smarter, everyone. <laughs> So that was the first Coffee Smarter episode of Season 2. I think I'm going to call it Chopping versus Grinding. Some key takeaways, you've got two types of competing grinders, blade or burr. Blade grinders are cheap and easy to use. A propeller-style blade chops up your coffee beans in all different shapes and sizes of coffee chunk. Burr grinders come in two different styles, the flat and the conical. In both, two pieces of burr, often metal or ceramic, are designed with grooves that are fitted together. A flat burr grinder has two wheels, and the conical has more of a vertical wall and reminds me a little bit of an acorn in shape. With either, the coffee bean will be crushed between the two burrs. One of them will rotate, grinding that bean against the other. The distance between the burrs can be adjusted to create a finer or coarser grind size. Across the board, The burr grinder will create a more uniform grind, enabling you to extract flavor more consistently, creating clarity in your flavor profile. I'm going to see if I can find that blade grinder pasta strainer video Chris was talking about and share it in the newsletter, which you can find online at roastwestcoast.com. You can add your email when you get there, and I'll send you this show every time a new episode drops. And if you're interested in coffee people, I can send you that podcast too. That's where we interview people from all across the coffee industry spectrum. Chris and I are going to be back next week to chat further about coffee grinders for at home, and then again the week after that with more coffee education, and the week after that, and so on for the next couple of months. Thanks for listening to this first episode of Coffee Smarter Season 2. If you didn't listen to it, please go back and listen to Season 1, which is all about getting into coffee for the first time, Uh, We talk about extraction, about water, about the different types of manual and automatic brewers that you might want to use at home. That's the whole point of this Coffee Smarter podcast, to help you make a better cup of coffee. This podcast is also part of the Roast West Coast Coffee Network. You will find Coffee Smarter show recaps, details, and more at roastwestcoast.com. I offer a big thanks to Chris just for being on the show, for sharing his time and his knowledge Uh, year after year, season after season with me. If it's not here, it's on Coffee People. It was on Roast West Coast. It was in real life when I worked as a barista in his store. Thank you to Chris. And a big thank you to you, our readers and supporting listeners, and our incredible coffee industry partners, including Coffee Cycle Roasting, Ignite Coffee Company, Marea Coffee, First Light Coffee Whiskey, Cape Horn Coffee Importers, Zumbar Coffee and Tea, Ascend Coffee Roasters, Moster Coffee Company, Steady State Coffee Roasting, San Franciscan Roaster Company, Crossings Coffee, Ascento Coffee Roasters, Camp Coffee Company, and Hasea Coffee Source. Both Crossings Coffee and Hasea Coffee Source have really stepped up and are going to be adding even more coffee education to the RoastWestCoast.com website in the form of new columns featuring green coffee and general coffee education. 
That's all for today. This episode of the Coffee Smarter Podcast is, was, has been written and recorded by me, Ryan Wolt. Chris O'Brien joined me as an executive producer last season, and I'm going to let him stick around this season too. Check out RoastWestCoast.com for more Coffee Smarter content. Be awesome and drink good coffee. Smarter. This podcast is a listener and reader-supported creative effort. Some amazing listeners and readers have chosen the paid subscription to the Roast West Coast newsletter, which you can find on roastwestcoast.com. They are part of a growing community of people who appreciate craft coffee, learning about coffee, and being inspired by the guests on this show. The show doesn't survive without their support. So if you are able, and this show has been going pretty well with your morning mug of your favorite cup of coffee, please subscribe to the paid newsletter at roastwestcoast.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. And thank you for drinking good coffee.